You are now tuning in to Messages from Moonchild. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Moonchild J, and we're back with episode six of Messages from Moonchild. So first, I want to start by saying I'm so sorry. I apologize for not uh, posting an episode, uploading an episode last week, and being so late with this week's episode. It's just life has been so crazy for me these past couple weeks just between my personal life and school and quite frankly I could not I couldn't keep up so I had to take some time to myself and regroup because you know I honestly I think one of my biggest fears is relapsing and I don't want to do that and so I've been trying to to give myself breaks when when it's needed and so I definitely apologize for being absent, but I have been posting things regarding sexual assault. So hopefully you guys have been seeing that. I am going to make a statement about our advice line. It has been down for about for a few days and I didn't I actually did not know that. And so for anybody that has tried to reach out, because I saw a a few people try to reach out to me, I'm sorry, but it is now back in action. It is now open and moving. So I'm free to chat. You guys are free to rant, ask for advice, do whatever now. So I, I definitely apologize to those people that have reached out and I have not been able to get back with you guys in a decent fashion. So today we're going to talk a lot about sexual violence. And the reason why I'm so passionate about this subject is because I myself am a survivor of sexual violence. I've been through it a lot, <laughs> a few times, and um, I just... I've always felt like it keep happening for a reason and um it just it keeps happening for a reason and so I decided to do something with it and that is why I am in school to be a domestic and sexual abuse counselor. We need more help. Survivors need more help. We need more moral support, which is something that a lot of us don't have because people are so ignorant when it comes to these kind of things which causes or I'm speaking for me myself I can't speak for everybody else but I know me myself it's hard for me to open up about certain things like that because I'm just afraid of how people will respond you know what I mean and I've always felt like there's something I can't really get through by myself but it's a journey that I'm going through by myself just being that everybody doesn't give the same response that you want and whether it be the aggression or the blaming things like that it's just very it's overwhelming and so it causes me not to even want to open up about these things but being that i've been through it and um i am a strong believer that stories help other people understand and get through or being able to relate to stories help people to get through and cope with these things because it lets people know that they aren't alone and that they aren't crazy and that what they did and when I say what they did but the way they responded was totally normal and so this episode is for mainly just to bring awareness and just bring general knowledge to sexual abuse sexual violence because these are things that we need to know it's a lot of people out here committing sexual crimes and they don't even know that they're doing it. You would think that people just have morals, but you everybody 
doesn't have morals and this is something that definitely needs to be taught and so um with that being said we're gonna get into today's show this is still a touchy subject for me being that i am still healing through my own personal traumas dealing with sexual violence but this is definitely something like i said something that needs to be spoken upon so just bear with me i might get a little lower i might crack i might pause just because you know a a lot of this is kind of triggering but with that being said we're just going to go on and we're going to talk a little bit about the types of sexual violence and yeah so the first type of sexual violence is going to be sexual harassment i'm pretty sure you guys heard about that and people really don't emphasize sexual harassment unless you're like at work and stuff like that but this this stuff definitely happens outside of work so there's uh three types of sexual harassment which includes visual harassment so that's like sending unwanted pictures videos and stuff like that so when guys be sending uh pictures of they peters to girls when it's unwanted that is uh visual harassment verbal harassment cat calling things like that you know speaking as a woman i don't know if guys go through these kind of things but speaking as a woman when i'm going to the gas station inside the gas station or when i'm just walking somewhere and there's groups of gr- groups of guys yelling at me and commenting on how i look and my shape and things like that that's very uncomfortable and it's definitely a form of uh, sexual harassment it's called verbal sexual harassment and the third type of sexual harassment is going to be physical harassment so that's like unwanted touching groping things like that you would think that people would have the decency not to touch you inappropriately touch you when you don't want to be touched but the sad reality is people they don't <laughs> and so um women and men are both culprits of sexual harassment and so with that being said it's no harassment it's a type of sexual violence that is real and it does violate and then you have to think about the people that have possibly been through shit like this already how that creates a trigger for them i just don't do it don't do it (laughs) so the next type of uh sexual violence i'm going to talk about today is going to be sexual coercion i myself have been a victim of a coercive relationship and i'm just gonna get there okay so coercion is when a person is manipulated or pressured into having unwanted sex and i feel like coercion is something that a lot of people don't know exists it's not a very common form of sexual assault is talked about and um like i mentioned before i am a survivor of a coercive relationship i was a part of a coercive relationship when i was in high school and um i did not know that's what that was until way later on when i started getting into my own research about sexual assault i just knew I just I just always knew in that relationship that something didn't feel right. And so I was dating a guy and it was a coercive relationship, but the feelings that came from it was just like like this doesn't feel right. Like I'm I'm still doing these things even though I don't want to. And like what made it stand out was just the things he would say or the things he would do like, well, if you really fuck with me, you'll do it and or if you if we don't have sex, I'm not taking you home or stuff like that. And then it's just like it's just something 
about that, me giving into that, that just didn't, did not feel right. And when I approached him about it and started saying no, because I realized like the manipulation, he physically forced it on me. And we're not going to get into that. It's just, just to say that people, a lot of times, especially when we're in coercive situations, it's like the, the, they know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. And they may not go as far as physically forcing you, but it is definitely possible for them to guilt trip you or make you feel like you have to do it. So coercion, I feel like happens mainly in relationships, whether it be uh, intimate relationships, uh, friendships. And I mean, of course, it can happen between it can be in a stranger situation, but mostly it happens in relationships. And so I guess I just explain a couple of tactics, coercive tactics. So one form of a coercive tactic, and mind you guys, keep in mind that coercion is not something that men just commit. It's not a crime men just commit. Women do it as well. And so I will be giving examples of both. So one example is going to be threats, the use of threats to get sex. So um, a guy might, well, what's the use of our relationship if we're not going to have sex, I'm going to break up with you if we don't have sex or I'm going to cheat on you if I don't have if we don't have sex or girls. Uh, well, if you don't have sex with me, then I'm going to tell your girlfriend that you're cheating on her. Things like that, like anything that will prompt somebody to have sexual relations with you when you don't want it is considered a sexually coercive situation. Yeah, the next one is going to be guilt tripping. Anything that wears you down makes you feel like a bad person. So the things like, if you really love me, you'll do it. If you care for me, you'll do it. Or things like that. Those are all examples of guilt tripping. The next one will be making you feel like it's too late to say no. I cannot stress this enough. It's your body. Therefore, it is your choice. Just because you've consented prior does not mean you have to continue to consent um just because excuse me just because you consented prior doesn't mean that you have to continue to have sex with this person if you do not want to have sex again that is fine if you change your mind that is fine if they keep going or if they keep persisting with getting you trying to get you to change your mind these are all considered as coercive tactics this is all these are all these are all coercive tactics things to get you to have sexual intercourse or have sexual relations with a person the next one is also a very common one very sad to the use of alcohol or drugs to get somebody to have sex with you these are all things alcohol and drugs we know are things that inhibit our thinking these are this is things that um slow our thinking it's very sad it happens way too often and it's something that that people really think is okay alcohol is something that slows your thinking slows inhibits your thinking so there's nothing okay about using alcohol or drugs to get somebody to change their mind or get just to get somebody in the mood to want to have sex it's morally wrong i got into it with somebody before because they told me that there's no way that i was sexually assaulted there's a huge difference between easily influenced and raped no there is not easily influenced and rape 
go hand in hand, especially when we are talking about, especially when you think about coercion. And and this is how I know that, that coercion is not something that people are taught or things that people know because that goes into victim blaming, which will we get into. It's a difference between, yes, there is a difference between you drinking and being cognitively aware of what the fuck is going on. And yes, you want to have sex. That is a thing. But when a person is drunk, no matter who the person is, when you start reaching a certain level of of drunkness or a certain level of a high, you technically do not think correctly. You know what I mean? And so with that being said, when you are in a situation, regardless if you are passed out or you are just drunk and you're agreeing to things because that is a thing it is wrong um there's no such thing as easily influenced or rape it's you either want to do it because you are aware of what you're doing or you are taking advantage of there's no in between but that's that on that so the last uh kind of sexual coercion that i want to discuss a little bit about is the denying affection I know this happens. I've heard of this happen. I know that this happens in relationships when someone address or someone says that they don't want to have any sex, oral sex, any kind of sex with their partner and their partner start treat will start treating them like shit, like not talking to them because, you know, even though a person may not want sex, they still may want affection. They still might want to cuddle with you. They still might want to, you know, have a quality time with you or talk to you, things like that. And so when the other person intentionally ignores the person, is mean to the person, anything that will make a person say, fuck it, I'll have sex with you because I don't want you treating me like this, that is sexual assault that is a form of sexual coercion it's so sad that people do these things but you can't unfortunately um rape is a crime of power inflicting pain onto the vulnerable or making people vulnerable and when you're and when you are vulnerable you're more likely to experience things like this and which is and it's because people that rape or commit rape typically attack people when they're in a vulnerable state, whether it's whether they're alone, they're drunk, they're depressed. It's always a motive behind it. And so I can't stress enough that any form of sexual assault is not the victim's fault. But yeah, so the next the next form of uh, sexual assault that I'm going to talk about is... Um, sodomy forced sodomy and that's just going to be your forcing oral or anal sex on somebody and i've heard this before you know you can't there's how somebody gonna force you to have to give them oral sex it's very much so possible i don't honestly not very comfortable with talking about that right now but i will say that yes that is a thing and yes that is sexual assault the next one i'm going to talk about is rape rape is physical force of a sexual act against a person's will when they do not want it um consent 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 i cannot stress the word consent enough consent is active agreeance to have sexual relations with somebody consent i cannot stress that enough consent rape is one of the most degrading 
crimes that can ever happen to a person and, and it, it takes so much from them it's it's not just their clothes being stripped away or their their body being taken away from them it's everything their mind their spirit is the things that just the the feelings that come with rape sexual assault in general are they're unbearable and which is why victims go through the things that they go through um so with that being said i'm going to talk a little bit about how we can stand against sexual assault so the first one is the first way we can stand against sexual assault is emphasize consent is by emphasizing consent i said before consent that word is going to always pop up when it comes to these things consent 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 is an active agreements once again consent is an active agreement to have sexual relations with anyone and uh, consent sounds like yes this is okay absolutely of course i like this i like that i want i want you i want this for sure things like that consent does not sound like i'm not ready no not tonight I'm not sure. Stop. I guess so. Things like that are not consent. And so if any of those things come out of somebody's mouth, it means no. No means no. If you're not sure, ask them. So emphasize consent. The next one is going to be to stop victim blaming. Victim blaming is such a common thing that happens amongst our community when it comes to rape. It is one of the basis of rape culture victim blaming well she was dressed a certain kind of way so she asked for it or that was her that was her boyfriend so she should have did it anyway or he should have never been cheating on his girlfriend or you know things like that any that this still violating it at the end of the day all of this is still violating and victims go through enough from the crime itself so for someone to force these rude or just immoral sayings against people that go through these things is it's just outright disrespectful it's hurtful and 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 the same people that that victim blame are the same people that wonder why well why they ain't say nothing why they didn't go to the police why they didn't do this because people like victim blamers make victims feel like they are alone and nobody cares as well as people not knowing how sexual assault works and we'll talk about this more in detail next week's episode but it's so many different things that your body can do so many responses that your body can give off during a traumatic event you can everybody does not respond to things the same everybody cannot act the same well why didn't you fight the person off everybody does not have the ability to fight somebody off these are all things that we have to keep in mind and things that we have to do to to be more empathetic and sympathetic towards victims towards survivors excuse me and stop blaming the victim it's never the victim's fault it's always the rapist's fault the next one would be the next way to stand against sexual assault or rape culture would be have a zero tolerance no means no if you see something say something people get away with sexual assault sexual violence because it's always the victim's fault this goes with victim blaming too in a way it's always the victim's fault or or people have the idea like oh this person 
this person couldn't have done anything like that. No, you're giving a tolerance to something that that could that could have happened. Um, it's only only six percent, I believe. Only six percent of reported rapes are lies. Only six percent. So with that being said, I would much rather believe a person. I would much rather defend a victim than to defend a rapist. And 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 that's just that on that. So the last or the next um, way to stand against sexual assault would be start the conversation. Know the facts. Know the myths. We're going to talk about a lot about that next week. But just know the facts. If you know the facts, then you can start the conversation. If you know the facts, if you hear somebody talking about something that that just sounds wrong then you are able to start that conversation and have that conversation and inform that person on knowing what is right and what is wrong because as as i say again a lot of people do not know what constitutes as sexual assault so and the last one would be teach the next generation and this is important because as i just said this is not something that morals aren't some this is important because morals aren't just things that people have you would think that people would have morals but everybody is not made the same everybody is not raised the same people just don't have morals guys people don't have respect and you cannot expect this new generation of children or this or generation in general to to pick up on what is right and what is wrong when it comes to sexual violence i know of situations where people have committed sexual crimes and they did not know that they did that and and that is a problem quite frankly that is a problem so teach the next generation that sexual assault sexual crimes to start taking these things serious and start instilling it in these children because you can still see some kind of change if somebody at least tries to start that conversation and teach the next person you never know how much you have helped a person help the world just by starting this conversation you don't you don't have to know everything about it but just having a general idea general knowledge of what's right what's wrong the terminologies of sexual assault what is it what are the types knowing those things alone give some kind of push cause some kind of change just being that people have knowledge about it people are still going to do it yes but we can limit the amount of sexual crime that happens just based on spreading knowledge about it. So with that being said, I'm going to go on and end the show off with that. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Next week, we're going to talk more about sexual assault, sexual assault awareness month. This month is going to be filled with lots of knowledge, uh, story, just general information about sexual assault, what sexual assault is, how you can stand against sexual assault. Next week, we'll dive more into the things that we've talked about. And because I missed last week's episode and it was late with this week's episode, I am going to post two episodes next week. Um, be sure guys to send in a voicemail to my anchor all you have to do is go to the link in my bio and click listen on anchor and it will give you the opportunity to send in a voicemail or you guys can text my advice line to 470-280-8910 for um not just advice or rants but to share your story with me and i'll be happy to give you any advice that you need if you just need somebody to talk to about it or if you'd like me to share your story with the rest of the world um just send 
send it in to that number or you can send it in as a voicemail and I just encourage anybody to talk about it. I know that talk therapy has helped me tremendously in my recovery from these kind of situations. It's not a complete recovery but it has definitely helped me come to terms with what is going on so I definitely would um, recommend anybody do that. But I do understand how hard it is to come out and talk about these things. So it's just an invitation. But uh, I will see you guys next week. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys learned something. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at UniJ. That's U-N-I-I-J-A-Y. Once again, U-N-I-I-J-A-Y. As well as our podcast page which is messages from Moonchild, spell M-S-G-S from Moonchild. Also, be sure to text the advice hotline if you need to, any advice or if you need to rent, text the word phase, P-H-A-S-E, to 470-280-8910. Thank you guys for listening to messages from Moonchild and I'll see you guys next week.